This program is brought to you by Bible Media, overseen by the elders of the Chipman Road Church of Christ in Lee Summit, Missouri. We want to welcome you to join us for another lesson in Bible Basics and the topic of Footsteps of Jesus. When considering the Christian religion, what would you consider to be the main focus? Most would answer Jesus the Christ, and rightly so. You see, he is the center and heart of our faith, the sure foundation with the resurrection and the glorification of Christ being our earnest and our surety. Hebrews 7, verse 22, 1 Corinthians 3, and verse 11. His cross is the basis of our salvation. With his life being the goal of our striving in this life to become like him. You see, his example is the object of our steps. This morning, we will take a moment and look at seven places that the footsteps of Jesus leads the believer. First, his steps lead to the waters of baptism. Many today would argue that baptism is not essential to salvation, but rather just an outward sign of an inward grace. In other words, one is baptized because they had already, by accepting Jesus, been saved. Yet this is contrary to the doctrine that Jesus taught. First off, even before his own ministry began, Jesus sought out John the Baptist on the Jordan River so that they might fulfill all righteousness. Jesus had no sin to wash away, yet because baptism was a part of God's original plan, he had to obey in order to remain sinless. For us, it is for the remission of sins, as we follow in his footsteps, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It is in the waters of baptism that we follow in his steps, dying to sin and being raised that new man, Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. Secondly, his steps lead to the wilderness of temptation, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Jesus, after his baptism, was led into the wilderness where he was tempted for 40 days so that he might understand what we go through in our lives. The Hebrew writer tells us about this in Hebrews 2, verse 17 and 18, Hebrews 4, verses 14 through 16, and Hebrews 5, verses 7 through 10. You see, we too must go through trials for our own growth in perfecting our lives in the semblance of his own. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, 1 Peter 1, verses 5 through 9. And then thirdly, his steps leads us to the secret haunts of prayer. You see, Jesus rose up early to pray, Mark chapter 1, verse 35, and he stayed up late to commune in prayer with the Father, John chapter 6, verse 15. When he was troubled, he prayed all night, Luke 6, verse 12. And on special occasions or before he made any large decision, he took time to pray, Luke chapter 9, verse 29. We too are to give ourselves continually in prayer, not fainting because of the pressures. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17 and 18, Luke 18, verses 1 through 8. In everything, by prayer, we give thanks. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. Next, 
His steps lead us to the house of worship. Too many today don't want to come and worship God. And the problem with that is, how, if you don't want to take and worship God in this world, how in the world do they think that they want to worship him in the next? Jesus, on the other hand, it was his custom to worship the Father. He was always seeking out the assembling of the children of God, Luke 4, verse 16. And as his steps led to the assembly of the saints, so too must we assemble to worship our Lord, Master, and the Father of all that's living. Acts chapter 20, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 11, verses 17 through 33. And Hebrews 10, verse 24 through 26. Fifthly, his steps leads into the field of service. Jesus was led to do good, Acts 10, verse 38. We too are to help those who are oppressed, James chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. His steps will lead us to the service of others, James chapter 1, verses 27. Uh, James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17, and Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. You see, we must serve just as Jesus served. And then sixth, his steps lead to a life of purity. You see, Jesus was a man who knew no sin, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, and yet he would die for the sins of the people. This was Jesus' answer to the challenge uh, in John chapter 8, verse 46. So too, we must follow in his steps. 1 Peter 2, verse 21. You take and you look at 1 Peter 1, verses 13 through 16. We must live holy lives. Why? Because he did. And then finally, his steps lead us through the valley of the shadow of death. Psalms 23 is not written for the dead, although we use it so often at funerals. But it was written for the living to give us hope. When we face those dark valleys, it is his rod and his staff that sustains us. Verse 4. But Jesus, as an example to us, went to Jerusalem knowing that his death was certain. Matthew 16, verse 21 through 26. We must, too, love him enough to overcome the fear of death, seeking to live in him. Revelation 12, verses 10 and 11. Because it is appointing unto a man once to die, and after this the judgment. Hebrews 9, verse 27. We must ready ourselves for that judgment. Why? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. Now the question is, are you ready? Are you following in the footsteps of Jesus? If not, why not? Paul finished the quotation found there in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10, by saying, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, verse 11. I persuade you to find Jesus to be the Son of God and to come to him in baptism and then follow his footsteps on the path to heaven. I want to thank you for joining us our 
study this morning, and we hope to see you again next week for another lesson in Bible Basics. We thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting us at bywaymedia.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.